internet. I love this song. Yeah, this one's awesome. Remember when you could do that on the. Well, we're too good for the radio. We don't play songs. Well, I guess we do play songs. I'm talking about yeah, the song that we're getting over our voices right now. Yeah, our song. I like that song. It's, it was nice to hear that on the radio, but now you only hear it off the radio in the That's Too Good right. for Radio podcast. Welcome in to another episode. I've lost count on how many episodes we've done. I don't think anyone here knows we've done any of them. Right, so no, that, that's no, that's kind of fun. It's a secret. It is it's very a much a secret. All the studios are dark here. So it's, it's, it's a novelty when someone's sitting in front of a microphone. They're like, what's going on? Are they pantomiming? What's hey, going on? That better not be on the radio in there. Well, it's not. Ha-ha. <laughs> joke's on you. It's not on the radio. It's on a podcast. What are those two jokesters doing in the studio? They better not be on the radio. We've had them back and forth on and off the radio. <laughs> 18 different times. They're not on the radio for a reason. Because we're too damn good. <laughs> and that's why you tune into this podcast every week and we appreciate you. Christ. So, yes. So, we start with one of our favorite things a list. You found this one is interesting 10 common things that scare the living daylights out of people. And okay. some of these go from, yeah, that's, that's legitimately scary. To uh, that okay. kind of gives me the weirds. Um, but the uh, first one that comes up on the list is abandonment. Yeah. You know, like, for example, let's say you had a really popular radio show. Right. And people just completely forgot about it uh, and it just went away. Uh, you know, you'd, you'd feel abandoned. Yes. And that'd go, be scary. Maybe, maybe, maybe the only thing left for us is to go into the podcast world. <laughs> That would suck. Yeah, that would suck. But thank God for Nugenics being our sponsor. Have you ever had um, sleep paralysis? Oh, where you where you can't move when you're sleeping? Yeah. Or you, yeah, you wake up and you're kind of still in that locked yes. up. Mo- yes. Yeah. That is scary as all get out. It, it really, freaks you out. It really is. And I think it's, from what I understand, is is it's the body's way really of kind of protecting you while you're asleep and dreaming. Otherwise, you'd be like in motion all the time and you wouldn't actually get any get sleep. Rest. And so the, there's some sort of paralysis, uh, for lack of a better word, happens. But there are times where you wake up and the body hasn't switched off the paralysis and you're still you're still there and you can't move and it's crazy. The other, to- the other one that's kind of scary is when you are asleep and when you wake up, your arm or your hands are asleep with like it's so like you can't really feel them right. there. Where you're like, oh my god, what's going on here? And you have to like you're like my hands are here, but I don't feel them. Like shaking yeah. like you're Kermit the Frog. Yeah! Do you ever do the thing where you, you you jolt yourself awake oh, for some, for no apparent reason? You just uh, you just get this sort of like it's like somebody jumped out of a closet and yelled boo. It's but the, that didn't happen. It's the worst when you're just about to fall asleep. It's like, funny when it happens to somebody else though. Oh god, it is. What do you see? <laughs> I had I I, I had that happen. Well, uh, one time on an airplane, we were flying back from my cousin's wedding, and one of our buddies had fallen asleep on the plane, and we're coming in for the landing, and he was out. And when that first tire hit, yep. <laughs> boom, like, it's just like he was about ready to run out that plane. Uh, this one, too. Getting touched by something in the water. Yeah. Just, just you saying it makes me go, yeah. yeah. I mean, have you ever been in an ocean or a pond or anything? I've never been. No, I can't swim, so I oh. stay away from the ocean. Oh, okay. I've been in swimming pools. <clears throat> yeah. Well, even, even that can be somebody brushes up against you. But, but yeah, it's, it's, it's more worrisome in a pond or in the ocean oh, or I'm something. Oh, I'm sure, because you don't um, know. And again, it's it's usually like a little minnow or something, you know, skates across your shin. But in your mind, you immediately uh, go shark or jellyfish oh, it, or well, whatever. It yeah, it doesn't matter. what It's, 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 it's absolutely hor- horrifying. Yeah. Um, Understandably, something happening to one's kids. Yes. Um, next one on the list, introductions. Let's go around the room and do introductions and tell everyone a little bit about yourself. 
that for people that's afraid that like they're scared of it. Well, yeah, that that uh, that li- that literally scare the living daylights out of someone. Where, yeah, because I mean, for me, that's one of those things where it's like I, I need to leave now because I don't want to. I don't want to partake in your little group. <laughs> Your, your yeah. group thing, whatever this thing is that you're doing in a group. Yeah, it is very fraught with peril. Mm. I don't mind it too much, shockingly. The, yeah. you know, uh, but I, I have pulled back. I used to be when they go around. I was, tr- I would try to think of what kind of smartassy thing can I say God, when I was obnoxious. younger. Right when I was younger. Yeah. But now I realize when this- I was younger last month. Yeah. <laughs> If you were to do it, to, if, if it were to, now that you've said it, if it would have been done earlier today, you would have still been that guy, Mike. But uh, appreciate your honesty of saying when you were younger yesterday. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anymore, I'm with you, and I'm just like, okay, this is something I don't want to be a part of. Because a lot of times it happens where in a situation that's completely not necessary. You're Correct. In a, you're in a seminar. You're there to learn something or do something, something, and it's like, let's all break up into groups and uh, tell someone the craziest thing that's ever happened to you while you were wearing swim trunks, you know, whatever. And, I, and how many times have you ever actually remembered anyone from a situation where they went around a room and gave introductions? Never. And yeah. I don't know that it ever really... I don't feel like I ever bond with the person even in that moment of, oh, this is okay. Now I know more about it. Because I don't. Because, look, we all, we all just give some sort of a surface thing. It's like, hey, I'm Johnny. You know, I got two kids, and here's where I work. I don't know anything about that person. Right. Yeah, exactly. So stop with that. These four words. We need to talk. That's the worst. It's never, there's never anything good that comes from that, right? And it can be a significant other. It can be a boss. Uh, it can be just a, a friend called. Oh, we got to talk about something. Um, that is, that's alarming. There is never a situation where, and I don't, I don't care how people couch it. Uh, it's just always a, hey, can can you and I have a conversation? Uh, just just you and I. And it's just like, oh my god, what is? It? All of a sudden, the the stories start going around in your head. Yeah, whenever you get the texts, do you got time to talk? Mm-hmm. I immediately freak out. Oh yeah. And inevitably, sometimes with my my one friend, it's just he wants to talk about his kids or something right. or whatever. What's going on with there? But immediately you're right. You go to the worst case scenario of like, oh my God, are they, are they getting a divorce? Yeah. Like he needs a top. Why, why would he choose me? I found an email. Your wife is trying to hire a hitman to take you out. And I just think you probably ought to watch I don't back. know that. <laughs> exactly. We need to talk. Uh, this one, I, I, I don't. Maybe just because I'm so used to it. But um, the emergency alert system sound. Yeah, it doesn't really freak me out. And again, maybe that's because we're around right. it so much. Yeah. But I do remember as a kid... Uh, growing up here in the Grand Prairie of Illinois, uh, anytime I would see something crawling across the bottom of the screen, mm-hmm. that would freak me out because it was like usually a hell storm was coming and we had to get into the basement. And so it didn't matter what was going on. Uh, if I saw letters, I couldn't even read. But as, as soon as I saw that stuff going across the You're bottom like, of the screen, <laughs> that was it. The The siren more so than the EAS. The siren, uh, yeah. the siren. That's true. When that all of a sudden I go, uh oh, and then you have to look out like, but it's oh, oh, first Tuesday of the month. Yeah. Something along those lines. Um, teenagers, I thought was an interesting one on this list. Our one user slated nothing scarier than a group of angry teenagers. Um, I'm not worried about the angry ones. More so, I think that would be the fear of them judging you of what you're wearing or right. how cool you are, right? Because no matter how old you are, you still want to be cool with the young kids. Yeah. But I, I and, and yeah, I agree with you. And at the same time, I've also kind of gone over the literally gone over the hill of going. It's like, ah, there's nothing I can do. Go ahead and make fun. It's like this is as good as it's going to get. I'll give you a little bit of a free shot here. Yeah, this Take was it, it was in my closet. I yeah. know, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Um, becoming schizophrenic or developing Alzheimer's disease. That can that can weigh on you a little bit. And there's always that, that 
that moment, I, I would imagine, of being told, hey, just so you know, your brain is going to give up on you here in a few years. I, that That's kind of alarming, right? Yeah. Yeah, that definitely would. Did you ever watch that? Deal. Glenn Campbell special? No, no. Um, that he that what was a song that he wrote when he found when he was diagnosed? Uh, it was something like I I'll, I'll I won't remember that I knew you or I mean it was, so, it, was so, it was it was just horribly sad 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 thing. I, but I will say the thing that that I fear at times playing on really bad football teams as a quarterback growing up, the amount of hits I took, cracked I did. Yeah, I, I mean there were times I saw on Technicolor and went back in there. So I'm just like. Yeah. Is that going to happen at some point? I but don't yeah, know. I mean, I mean the, put the seriousness of Alzheimer's and, uh, aside, even when you forget, like I couldn't find my keys this morning, oh, and I out. was convinced it was like this is it, this is, it's happening now. That, I'm, I'm gone. That's with me when sometimes I'll forget a word or like yeah. I'll try to explain. It's the <laughs> worst. So I'm like, you know, the thing where we put like the, yeah. where the food is or whatever. Like, gen- and, and my wife in will your go, mouth. Yeah, my wa- my wife will go. You mean the pantry? I'll be like, yes. <laughs> Pantry, and then immediately after she says that, we chuckle, and then I go, "It's happening! It's happening! It's it's here! It's here!" I my theory on that is, I think we're just at an age where there's so much information in our brains that we can't possibly process it all. I think we just we've just, yeah. we've just absorbed so much that it's just you just need like a defrag the hard drive up there. Yeah, that's probably what's happening. And uh, the last one on the list, bugs. That always scares people. Yeah, bug bugs when you don't expect there to be bugs. But it's only oh, it's and it's only some out. bugs. Yes. Like, have you ever been alarmed by a ladybug? No, or a fly. But if like a a weird shiny black beetle crawls across, it's like it's, it's the exact same bug. It's just that one's cute and has dots on it. Spiders even don't mess with me as much as moths freak really. me the hell out because moths have no pattern to the way they fly. Yeah, they're just so haphazard that I'm just like, yeah, get the what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Those are the ones that get me. And they don't even bite, but moths are just weird to me. So those are things that will distress you for the whole weekend. And, well, this may distress you for more than just the whole weekend. It all depends on how you look at it. Whereas the metaverse is now saying that soon you'll be able to talk to the digital likeness of a dead loved one. If you save your voice, movement patterns, and personality traits onto a live for and uh, onto a live forever mode. An AI chatbot will allow your surviving relatives to have a conversation with you in the metaverse after your death. So if, if you are dying, you're like, okay, all I do is record my voice, my movements, and answer this questionnaire. Yeah. And then... A questionnaire, you say? Yes, a questionnaire. <laughs> yes. I'm going to town to ask questions. I'm a questionnaire. <laughs> Here come the questionnaires. Oh, God, not again. What do they want to know this Tell time? Tell us a little bit about yourselves. Oh, I hate that questionnaire. <laughs> I don't want to do an introduction to the afterlife. Online survey, maybe, is a better word to say. Oh, worst Marvel Universe ever. The <laughs> exactly. questionnaires. Oh, that's the worst super team ever. <laughs> what are your thoughts on potatoes? Oh. So you say I answer a questionnaire. Yes, questionnaire. <laughs> questionnaire. questionnaire. <laughs> and, uh, and record my voice and stuff, and I can yeah. do <laughs> Metaverse creators uh, of this <laughs> Somnimian space claims the project is aimed at allowing grieving humans to engage with their loved ones in a realistic way after they die. Mm-hmm. So they say basically they they would set up this chatbot that is you and and since it's the metaverse mm-hmm. there'd be an avatar of you so you're walking around you're walking in around computer land your your consciousness is in this AI chatbot mm-hmm. now that all of a sudden it, it can mimic the way you would respond 
You'll be able to alter the personality, be sweet or salty, they say. Uh, <laughs> in the near future, people will be able to spe- uh, speak a question to the bots, say to complete a task, and they will hop to it. No digital request necessary. Uh, expect to see this command on the metaverse in the next two years, maybe even faster. It doesn't surprise me, and it wouldn't surprise me if it's pretty convincing. Uh, I mean, some of the stuff that is happening just in the last couple of months with things like ChatGPT and, and some of the other... Well, uh, the deep fake, deep fake stuff and the de-aging technology and everything else. Yeah, um, is something that um, um, I think it's it, it's it's both... Fascinating because I think it's one of those, like anything, a tool that will uh, make other things possible, but also kind of alarming at how good it is. How will it affect the grieving process as we go forward? Which is interesting. That's kind of the interesting thing to me of like, we all say, man, I, for those who have lost parents, yeah, but it would, it wouldn't be them. Right, I mean, it wouldn't it, be them, but, but it'd be pretty damn close. So pretty it's close. Set. That's the thing. That's 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 the thing that's so interesting. Uh, I've got Chat GPT pulled up here. Okay, and so if you say, uh, I don't know, write a poem about coffee. Oh, very nice. Um, it's thinking. It's thinking. It's thinking. Um, but yeah, I just don't, I don't know how to think about it. Like, I think it's cool technology, but I don't know. If I be down to be like, hey, AI dad, <laughs> there's another great character in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> the questionnaire's an AI dad. <laughs> so I just said, write a poem about coffee, and it's and it's it's writing it out right now. Dark and rich, a brew divine. The aroma rises, making me pine. A sip so warm, a taste so bold. A morning pick-me-up never gets old. A shot of espresso, a splash of cream. A daily ritual, comforting cream, a uh, comforting dream. A pause in life, a moment of peace. With every gulp, worries cease. Good Lord. <laughs> that's like, it's a Shakespeare of, of, of AI. And there's two more stanzas here, but it's like, that's pretty good. <laughs> and like, I, it would take me right. four months to come up with that it's thing. Like, uh, what rhymes with cream? Yeah, exactly. And pine yeah. Bread. Oh, man. Do they, can they review our podcast at all? Can ChatGPT write a like three paragraph review of our podcast? All right, write a review of Mike and Molson Radio Show. Well, now see you threw it off. The algorithm's off. Well, here's here's one of the things about ChatGPT is, and it says it when you sign in is it has no knowledge of anything before 2021. Or, oh. sorry, after excuse me, after 2021. Oh, okay. So they wouldn't have no knowledge of this podcast. So then. yeah, okay. Um, so I had to go back to the old radio days. So I figured if we if type in. Radio show, we'd have a better thing to choose from. Okay, what's the review? So it says, as a language model, I don't have personal experience listening to the Mike and Molson radio show. However, I can provide a review uh, based on publicly available information. The Mike and Molson show is a sports talk radio program based in Canada and focuses on hockey and other sports. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) because the one thing we know, Johnny loves sports. That's right. The hosts are experienced journalists and (laughs) experts in their field, and they bring a wealth of knowledge and humor to the program. Listeners of the show appreciate knowledgeable and informative approach of the hosts, as well as their humorous and lighthearted banter. (laughs) The show covers a wide range of topics, from breaking news and game highlights to in-depth analysis of player and team performance. 
Overall, The Mike and Molson Show is a must-listen for sports fans in Canada, especially those who are passionate about hockey. The combination of expert analysis, humor, and engaging conversation makes for unique and entertaining radio experience. All right, so I think the, I think the AI is still a little ways away. Yeah, I think so, too, to get, become get just like your dad but thank or you your mom. For the, thank you for the compliments, computer. Yes, speaking of dads, there is a man in Uganda <laughs> yeah. who is quite prolific when it comes to being a dad. Uh, after 102 children. Wait, 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 wait. 102? 102. That's. He says, all right, that's probably, we've probably, this is. Wait, enough. he had to get to 102 to say enough? Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it be when you get to. 48? I was going to say 26 <laughs> would probably be too many. Four. Um, how, he, how old is this man who's had 102 kids? He is 68. Well, he's, but. That's still to have 102. He's been he's been pretty efficient, I guess. Musa Was Kassir- he Nick Cannon? <laughs> Musa Kasira has so many children he can't remember most of their names. Oh, that's great. And now he's struggling to provide for his vast family, including 12 wives, 102 children, and 578 grandchildren. Get the hell out! 578 grandchildren. Uh, he says, at first it was a joke, but. Now this has real problems. <laughs> you think having 102 kids and 578 grandkids may be an issue? With my health failing and merely two acres of land for such a huge family. Wait, they all live together? Yes. Oh, good Lord. Well, they did. Sadly, two of his wives have left him and said, you know what? Screw you. Yeah, I wouldn't blame them. Uh, they, two of my wives left because I could not afford for the basics like food, education, clothing. Who could? You'd have to buy out an entire Costco or right. Sam's Club just to feed your family for a month. It's like a hand-me-down from sister number 63. Yeah, that's true. Talk about making fun of fashion. Hey, uh, 102. You're going to <laughs> you're gonna get 50 seconds uh, hand-me-downs. You're going to like it. Uh, Hasaya, who is currently unemployed, has become something of a tourist attraction in his village. Let's, <laughs> let, let, let's go point at the guy who can't seem to wear a condom once in a while. Yeah. Uh, he says his wives now take birth control uh, to stop the, the family expanding further. My wives are on contraceptives, but I'm not. Yeah, because Lord knows we need another one of you running around. I don't expect to have more children because I have learned from my irresponsible act of producing so many children that I can't look after. Uh, shouldn't, the, shouldn't somebody have come in earlier and been like, hey, bro, I appreciate your proficiency, but 50, 58 kids seems like enough. He married his first wife, a wife in 1972. Uh, they were both 17. Because, All right, so he started very young. Because we were uh, born only two of us, I was advised by my brother, relatives, and friends to marry many wives, to produce many children, and expand our family heritage. He's 68. Yeah. So he's had two kids a year for 50 years. Yeah. He started at 17, and now he's 68. He has 102 kids. He's had two kids a year for 50 years. Uh, Don't you get tired? I mean, just the the price of buying cigars for every birth alone <laughs> would make you go bankrupt. Oh, what do you know? Dolores is having another, another. baby shower. Uh, his children range from ten to fifty. His youngest wife is thirty five. The challenge is, I can only remember the name of my first. Uh, and the last born, but some of the children in the middle, I can't, I don't know their names. I, I cut them slack. Could you remember, if you get a yeah. pattern, can you remember number 63 in a pattern of 102? But even that, that's still, I mean, even if you average it out across 12 wives, that's still 10 kids per wife. That's, yeah. Good grief. Yeah, exactly. Those poor ladies. Um, there's got to be, there's at least 
I would say six or seven of them that he has no idea who any of the people he children with them are. Yeah. Uh, Do you think he's ever hit on any of his daughters on accident? He says he can't even recall the names of some of his wives. <laughs> and so he had to go to ask. He asked one of his sons and said, who's this, who's this lady here? <laughs> that's your wife, Dad. Oh, <laughs> my bad. What is her name? Ooh. Beth. Think she'd go out with me? <laughs> think that one over there would go out with me? Dad, you're already married to that one. <laughs> you already have eight kids with her. Yeah. Um, the village itself is only about 4,000 people. Um He's got. He's, he's pretty much got majority of the population. Yeah, he should probably just have his own village at this point. Yeah. Uh, they. He said he's brought up his children very well. There's been no. He's cases bigger than of, Spalding of, on his own. <laughs> uh, many of the members of the family try to earn money. Uh, for the family, those at home uh, sit around the grounds. Some women, women weaving mats. Uh, <laughs> He should, he should start an Etsy, right? So the food is barely enough. We were forced to feed the children once or uh, tw- on a good day twice. Oh, man. Oh. Um, you know who needs to help him? That woman who stole the chicken wings from up in Chicago. Oh, yeah. Did you hear about that? That was incredible. She could help feed She could help feed them. She stole $1.5 million worth of chicken wings. Yeah, Vera Liddell. Uh, of course it was Vera. Who's been uh, uh, working as the director of food services for the Harvey Public Schools there in the south suburbs of Chicago. Um, is now in jail for stealing over $1.5 million of food, primarily chicken wings, while working as a consultant. Now, you hear that, and I thought it was going to be one of these things where, you know, over the course of 18 years, she diverted two dinners a week or something. And No, no, no. We're talking between July of 2020 and February of 2022. Good. Uh, it was like 18 months yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, she placed hundreds of unauthorized f- orders for food items, including 11,000 cases of chicken wings from Gordon Food Services. And um, the massive fraud began at the height of COVID when the students were not allowed to be physically at school, but the school was still They're providing giving lunches, meals. Um, which chicken wings wouldn't be on the menu, right? For depending no, on the age. In fact, in fact, that's what's one of the things about this is that the yeah the chicken wings had bones in them, so they wouldn't have been served to kids. Um, and that was, I guess, that was one of the things that tipped them off. Was the other um, thing that she or that she opened a wing restaurant <laughs> on the side? Employees of Gordon Food Services said they're very familiar with Vera, quote, <laughs> due to the massive amount of chicken wings she would purchase. Like, oh, man, it's been another good day for my commission check. I'm selling a bunch of chicken Two wings, wings to Vera. Vera. <laughs> hey, Vera, any extra chicken wings can go to the Ugandan guy with his 102 kids. Imagine, imagine the, the salespeople at Gordon Food Services fighting over who gets the Vera account. Vera's on the phone. That's mine. Yeah. How I many, found Vera first. Like, how many kids are there in the Harvey Public Schools? 11,000 a day, apparently. Um, she was charged with felony theft and uh, currently being held in uh, Cook County Jail. Uh, Can you imagine going around, you know, not that you would want to do an introduction or a questionnaire in jail, but uh, going around, what are you in for? You know, yeah, I'm, you know, attempted murder, blah, blah, blah. How about you? I stole 11,000 things of chicken wings. And you always hear about government fraud and just how numbers don't get really looked at. But yeah, they they showed their uh, annual food budget was exceeded by over $300,000 before they were even halfway through the school year. And, and that, that's that, when they kind of realized. That's what tipped them off. And the sales guy over at Gordon Food Services driving a Maserati. Because <laughs> of Vera and her chicken wings. <laughs> I got the Vera account. <laughs> yeah, look at me. Did the license plate just says Vera on the back? <laughs> Is that your name? Nope. Best customer. Thank the letter U and Vera. Vera, exactly. Speaking of food, mm. I found this question on Ask Reddit, and I think it's an interesting one. Do tell. 
What tastes good, both hot and cold? Now, I'm the wrong one to ask this to because I think majority of things mm-hmm. will taste good both hot. If something tastes good, it's going to taste good hot and cold. The majority of things. I think, for me personally, uh, I think pizza obviously is pizza number is one. Pizza is an obvious one. Chicken, chicken. wings. Chicken wings, I mm-hmm. think, are delicious. Barbecue ribs I've eaten cold. They were fine. Really? I don't think yeah. I've ever done that. Uh, they were fine. I thought they. I was just too lazy to heat them up. They were fine. Uh, the only thing I will say for me is soup. Soup is not good hot and cold because when it's cold, right. it's congealed. And then it stops yeah. being soup. Unless it's like gazpacho made to be cold. Be cold. Yeah. Uh, but the, yeah, you can't. But you're right. Yeah. Like just a bowl of chicken noodle soup sitting on the table isn't going to. I guess I would probably say fish, probably not good hot and Although I take that back because I eat sushi. Right. So that's cold. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm going through my mind of the things that you'd put on a salad. Oh, like, yeah. Like chicken and maybe fish and maybe steak. Um, that would be. Okay. Both legitimate hot and cold. But see, lettuce, ter- I, I don't care for lettuce hot. That's true. You can't have hot lettuce. I, 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 <laughs> hot lettuce. By, by the way, don't Urban Dictionary no. hot lettuce. I it can only imagine what it is. was a great indie band in the 90s on all the college campuses. They really were. So there's more, I think, that more foods that taste good, both hot and cold, than you would think when you first hear that question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, mean I, I we're kind of going through the proteins here, but I'm just trying to think of other other things that start. Because you would think, oh, maybe fruit is gross, hot, and cold. But if you're eating an apple pie, right? that's that's cold apple. Or a hot apple, I should say. Yeah. And so it, that works. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about hot grapes, though. Most vegetables, obviously. Hot grapes sound kind of gross to me. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. No. Hot grapes, no. Uh Otherwise, I think there's a, like I said, I think a majority of things. Now, there's some people, it's a temperature thing, right? Like, I'll eat cold mashed potatoes, but my mother-in-law, God rest her soul, was disgusted by a cold mashed potato. Yeah, I don't think I could pull off cold mashed potatoes. I don't think I do cold mac and cheese, though. What are some things that you order at a restaurant and they say, hey, you want me to get you a box for that? That is just like, there's no way that's going oh, to, that's yeah. no, there's no way that's going to make that home and be reheated. Yeah, there, there's a lot usable. of that. Yeah. I will say that. I, I'm willing to eat hot or cold, but leftovers are very, stuff you have from the restaurant. Yeah. Like I've been at brunch and there's like, do you want a box for that? I was like, what am I going to do with French, what am I going to do with French toast in the refrigerator for a day? Yeah, it doesn't, yeah, that doesn't, like that doesn't reheat. Up, French fries. Pa- pa- yeah. Uh, French fries, pancakes mm-hmm. don't reheat real well. Um, I, any type of good steak. Like, right? Like, if you get a really good ribeye or yeah. a filet, it, it, it'll, it'll eat, pass, but it's, it's it, going to be pretty dried out by the time you yeah, it, it's get not worth bringing. It. It's not worth bringing it home, um, I don't think. Horseshoes don't, uh, don't I, travel very well. A hot take, I hate the horseshoe. You, I don't, you I have hate no, the horseshoe? I have no use for it. I think, okay. it's an, I think it's an abomination to food. Have you had a horseshoe? Yeah, it's, they're, they're okay. terrible. It's right. just too much. Okay, it's just down. too much. It's too damn much. No, I won't settle down. We don't need to get into when, fight. It, when the questionnaires come into town to me, first thing I'm telling them. We are the questionnaires. We are the questionnaires. I'll make sure AI me says, screw you and your horseshoes. All right, all right. Wow, settle down. Yeah. Anyway, but, but but it's one of those things that yeah. just doesn't, uh, doesn't. I think anything having to do with eggs. Right. Right. Anytime. Like I, if I were to over, uh, order an avocado toast, mm-hmm. right, at, at a brunch, I'm not bringing that home for later. No. I don't think that's going to do very good for me. Salads are the same thing, too. You have to, you kind of have to eat a salad yeah. there at the time because by the time you then bring it home and were to put it in your own refrigerator, it's going to wilt. Yeah. 
Well, you mentioned sushi too, and that's yeah, no. Even if you get like that grocery store sushi, that's not that old, but it's but it's been sitting there long enough that you know the rice is kind of it's like yeah. pebbles <laughs> or it's sticky. Like I like I don't mind grocery store sushi, but there's some places like if you ever go into a gas station <laughs> they, they, when they have the gas station sushi, right. and you're like. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a bridge too far. That's, I draw a hard line there. Yeah. The no. That, that's where I go. You're, no. asking, you're asking for trouble. Speaking of hard lines, we will end with Dear Prudy hmm. uh, solving this particular gentleman's problem. He has he has difficulty with his significant other's bedtime routine, and specifically the brushing of the teeth. It begins. Dear Prudy, my otherwise charming, generous, loving girlfriend makes a spitting noise during her toothbrushing routine that I would otherwise assume came from a 1950s baseball star with chewing tobacco sliding into his throat. Holy smokes, really? I, cannot... I, can, I can picture the sound in my head. Oh, he, he paints an even better picture. <laughs> I cannot overstate how loud and phlegmy it is <laughs> or the fact that it is audible from all locations of both her apartment and mine. I've tried getting further away during her routine, but it's also audible from the hallway. I love her very much, and have gently asked her to tone it down. Normal spitting is fine, but she says she never feels her teeth, mouth aren't clean unless she's done it. Words cannot express how much this habit has grossed me out and turned me off. Wow. Tips on coming to peace with it or getting her to adjust. So, yeah, she is giving that. That all American, we've all we all know what it sounds. Yeah, yeah. Just really building it up there. Which you, which you got to wonder. It's like that's not that has nothing to do with your brushing, brushing your, your teeth. teeth. No, unless she's brushing that dangly thing way in the back of your mouth, that punching bag. <laughs> the uvula is that yeah, what it is or whatever? Like that, that. That. I can't remember. I think yeah. that's what it's called. I don't know. Yeah, don't look that up on Urban Dictionary. No, either. don't either. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean that's. I mean, it seems like she's accounting for more than just her teeth when she's uh, when she's revving up like that. And yes, that's an unpleasant sound. I yeah. think we can all agree on it. But is it a deal breaker in a relationship? I no, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't. Right. Be, it shouldn't turn you off. It, right. Exactly. I mean, let me. You know what Prudy should say to this guy is, "Let's play it forward." You're getting ready to do the old no pants dance, right. <laughs> and she's brushed her teeth beforehand. She does that and then comes out in some type of lingerie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be like, no, right. I am disgusted. That mm-hmm. spitting noise was too much for me. Fires went off into the spittoon just for good measure. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, but I mean, it is, yeah, I, I, uh, that is a, that's, that's some aggressive dental hygiene yes. there. Prudy responds, well, congratulations and no thank you on the vivid writing. I can absolutely hear this noise just from the description in your letter, and it's not pleasant. I feel for you. It sounds unbearable. As a general rule, you shouldn't make rules or even requests about what people do and what noises they make in the bathroom. Your girlfriend isn't engaging in a repulsive phlegm routine at the dinner table. The bathroom with the door closed is the proper place to be gross. (laughs) <laughs> Even in a small apartment with the walls, you'll want uh, to have this understanding in place next time you have the stomach flu. But there's good right. news. Toothbrushing generally happens at very predictable times during the day. Simply figure out when she's heading into the bathroom to do her thing and pop some headphones on until the snot-spitting symphony is over. Yeah, go for a jog or something. Yeah, exactly. 
I, at night, it's kind of hard. But yeah, maybe you listen to this podcast as the sweet sounds of your wonderful girlfriend pretending to be a 1950s baseball player hawking up some chewing tobacco is playing. I'm kind of with Prudy there, and I think modern technology should include like some heavy soundproofing in bathrooms. Yeah, they got to do a better job of that. Because that just you should never hear anything coming out of the bathroom. No, no, that's the most embarrassing thing. That's, and I think that's why for years I never used the toilet in, in the public. Yeah. Because there's no more vulnerable thing in life than being in a public restroom and someone walks in when you're in the middle of doing business. Yeah, even if it's that gentle tinkling noise. Like, yeah, I yeah. Wanna, I don't want to listen but to But then there's some who don't even care. No. I, I, the way I've traveled this earth and across this country, airports nationwide, the amount of men who are just there at the urinal and just... Yeah. And don't even, and like, don't even think twice, don't even look around, just they're there, had to do it, deal with it. Yeah, and it's always interesting to me how... How intense! It's like this is my chance, so I am just going to empty everything here. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, dude. They run off the plane and immediately go to the bathroom, <laughs> and you get the pleasure of, of the symphony. And they they hail in the questionnaires. The questionnaires have come. So there you go, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Do you remember that doo wop group from the fifties? The questionnaires. They were, they were pretty you know, good. Boom 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 boom. boom, boom. What your thoughts on Nixon? Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> I don't know. It's the best I came up with. We'll end with that. Sure. <laughs> Enjoy the hockey talk on their next Mike and Molson radio show.